1: Co-worker of yours.
0: I will say, because I, I'm one of those people who Vegas doesn't have the same, uh, lore. Like I, I do want to go one day just to say that I win, but like one, there's a little bit of fear. All right. Uh, underneath this, uh, this cherubic, uh, gentle, loquacious, uh, personality, there is a Frank, the tank version of Nick Wilson. And, and that guy has mostly been put to bed, but that guy at any point could come out. And Vegas seems like the perfect place for that guy to come out. It's similar to my fears with New Orleans. All right? I, j- I just feel like I could be a voodoo doctor in like three days. It, you get me the right assortment of, of uh, things to transpire in New Orleans. But I'm curious to see whether Mary Kay found that to be a, a fun week there in Vegas. We'll get her thoughts on the Browns as well and the Browns path. And I will say, uh, love my wife but there was a moment yesterday that proved that she does not she does not con- conceive conceptualize sports the same way I do and that's okay because she's not really a sports fan like she's a sports fan if she has a reason to Vanessa watched the entire Super Bowl with me for the first time and I don't know whenever because Taylor Swift is dating Travis Kelsey now that might sound like to to sports fans, that might sound like I'm casting aspersions at my wife. No, I think it's the sweetest thing in the world. I It does not compute. Like, if uh, Dan Auerbach of the Black Keys started dating Pat Mahomes, it'd be a little confusing because Pat's married. I think Dan is too. But, like, I wouldn't be like, I'm double going to watch this this year. Or like, hey, uh, Nick Chubb and Dan Auerbach, they're, they're a couple. I'd be like, okay, still doesn't make sense, but okay, sure. I'm not going to watch more of games because my favorite musical act is involved with one of the people on one of the teams. Now, with that being said, I'm not shaming. But after the Chiefs won, then I was, I mean, I wanted the Chiefs to win. I just think it's a cool story. I think Mahomes is the Teflon Don. I think it's so cool that, like, everybody's trying to hate on this dude, and he's just the Kenny Powers, uh, like, just most unassuming dude. Like, everybody's going after his family, which is a good way. Like, if you can't attack somebody based off of who they are, you go after their family. That's what politics has shown us, right? It always stoop to a new low. So I just wanted Mahomes to win. I like, I do like the Kelseys, and I felt like, quite frankly, I think Kansas City's everything I want the Browns to be one day. They have an elite uh, quarterback. That at every single year, they have a chance to win a championship simply because that quarterback and that head coach exists and are on their favorite team, and they're doing this in a market that tr- traditionally does not get Dynasties. So when Vanessa came to me after the game and said, "I'm glad, I'm glad a team you root for won," one it felt a little insulting. It was not intentionally insulting, but it was like yeah, the Cavs won. The Guardians went to the World Series a couple of years ago. Like, what are you talking about? The other thing is, it also told me like she really like I I wanted them to win, so I was amped up for the game. But I think she thought like this was the same. The Chiefs winning last night was the same as like if the Cavs or if the Browns had won. And I was I was like, yeah, no, it's cool. And she's like, no, you, you can like celebrate. I'm not going to think, I'm like, no, but it's not that. It's not that. It's cool. But like five minutes after the Chiefs won, I kind of stopped thinking about the game. Had my notes done for the show today. Had a lot of ideas. Kind of just wanted to, to veg out and kind of relax. If the, if the Browns had won the Super Bowl yesterday, I still probably would be drunk right now on air with you. But that brought us up to – and, Keith, I'm so glad you brought this up. Because, you know, from her angle, it's the – you're you, hey, this is a team you wanted to win. So that has to be the same thing as any team you want to win. But you brought up another angle that people are talking about. What a win for Travis Kelsey makes. Yeah, I,
3: I heard Daryl saying it this morning with the morning show. And Daryl will be on the show, obviously, a couple of few days this week. We can ask him about it in person. But – I conveniently hear Cleveland people all the time. Well, Travis Kelsey's from Cleveland, so I, I love the fact that they won, and it-, it feels good that somebody from Cleveland won it. I'm like, how do you get anything out of that? Yeah. Travis Kelsey, I-, I get maybe he's a Browns fan in the background, whatever. I think we can give up hope that he's ever going to play here. Uh, I don't think that's happening. One, two, even if it does, it's going to be at the back end of his career where he's probably not going to be what he is, has been the last few years. But, like, how do you get any satisfaction out of that? I don't get, like, it doesn't make me, as a Browns fan, it wouldn't make me feel any better that a guy that grew up in this town is winning for another team.
0: Doesn't that happen every year? There's 53 guys. Like, Frank Clark uh, won the Super Bowl last year, and in 2019, Nobody's like, ah, Frank Clark, he's a Cleveland guy, so it's like Cleveland won. It doesn't
3: count for a Cleveland championship. Like, I don't know, I just don't understand, like, how people think that that is, like, a consolation prize.
0: Well, and, like, the, the use check thing, so, like, my people know Kyle Uzchak. Like my cousin played football with Kyle Uzchak at Cloverleaf. And every time they, they see him, I'm like, oh hey, it's Hughes. Cool. And then like, if you win, like, yeah, I I listen, I'm happy for anybody locally that does good, right? Because that's cool. Like success stories, especially in Ohio, where anybody bags on Cleveland. Ohio's the most underrated state for football when it comes to putting football players into the NFL like California gets all the love, Texas gets the love, Florida gets love. There, there are other schools as well. There are other states as well, but look at Ohio. Ohio puts a, an ass load in Cleveland, puts a butt load of people into the NFL. But every time somebody wins, I'm not like, ah, that one's for me. Like that goes back to the Vanessa thing. Like it, it wasn't, it, it wasn't anything adjacent to my team winning. It was just a team I was rooting for to game. Like, There'll be NBA games where I'm like, ah, Hey, yeah, I really want Anthony Edwards to have a good game against OKC. All right. OKC one. Ah, I guess I can't sleep tonight. Yeah, Like
3: it's, it's weird to me because people would always equate it to like the Joe Burrow thing. Like he's from Southern Ohio, Southeast Ohio. And those people take pride in that. Well, yeah, because they don't have a pro team. Yeah. Like it's easy because they're rooting for Ohio university or West Virginia or somebody down there. They're not tied to a pro franchise. So they can go ahead and hop over to the Bengals and start rooting for them. Like here, I don't know how you take like satisfaction. Plus, it's an AFC
0: team; it's not even an NFC team. So it's a, a team that you're directly competing with. The Burrow thing still befuddles me. Like, one, he's not from anywhere around here. You could not be. I mean, he is practically from Northern Kentucky. I mean, he is he is much more akin to the 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 Cincinnati area than he is to Cleveland, and he plays in your division. Like I I think the I think the biggest test, and, and this is something you and I also talked about before the show. I one of the things that I was rooting for Kansas City is I realized this might be the last time I can root for Kansas City. Because the next time they meet up in the playoffs and they beat you, I'm gonna hate them. And, or the next time the Browns meet up with them and the Browns win, your relationship to teams in your division and your conference change when you have to start playing them. And I can root for Mahomes because, I mean, it's it's almost a damn different team than the the team that was beat by Mahomes on his way to, um, the the Tampa Bay Super Bowl when Baker was here. I I can I can differentiate that, but now, I mean, next year the Browns have the same their eleven win team, uh, the team that we love like this year's team that just they they won't surprise us next year if they win eleven games again, but. They're a team that has a legitimate chance to go into the playoffs. If that was Kansas City dusting your ass instead of Houston, I would not have been able to enjoy Kansas City last night. So getting back to that, I think that ties directly to the the Travis thing. I think the second that the the Browns face the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, everyone's going to change their opinion on, well, I mean, a win for Travis is a win for Cleveland.
3: Yeah, you weren't saying that a few years ago when he lost him to the playoffs.
0: Yep. In that game. Go to the AFC Championship. 216 474 0092. Is a win for Travis Kelsey a win for Cleveland? Because I can enjoy it. I can enjoy it Um, ten- tangentially as much as I can. Like the, <laughs> I was mentioning that Taylor Swift thing where Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey were just all over each other, groping each other in public, as one would do if you just won a Super Bowl and had the uh, pop star for a girlfriend. But you scan over and it was <laughs> Jason Kelsey in a luchador mask, in in, in, the, uh, in the DJ booth, just vibing. And I was just like, that's more for Cleveland to me than, than, than winning the damn Super Bowl. Like, that to me was that Jason Kelsey in a luchador mask, probably on something. We can guess what that something is. It could just be booze. It could be more. It's Vegas. God knows what it was. But him vibing at 3 a.m., just hammered partying his ass off in a luchador mask in a DJ uh, booth, that is so much more like relatable to me than just like, ah, Travis Kelsey. He's, he's from right down the road. I I like plenty of guys. Like I'm trying to think of like the equivalent of other guys. Like we mentioned the Frank Clark thing. I don't remember us wanting to throw a, a, a I don't want to, I don't think we threw a, a parade for Frank Clark. I mean, it matters like, individually in games like I do if I know you're from here and I like you which I think is the perfect mesh for the Kelsey brothers yeah like I, I I'm happy for you it doesn't feel like I won I mean, honestly like there's one time that's felt like I've won and, and that was 2016 and even then guys it was so surreal like the the for instance Owen Lotteman who is a, a board producer for the morning show the morning boys as they're known this is Owens uh third championship as a Chiefs fan because the first one was before he was born. And Owen today was like, "Yeah, I'm finally getting cocky." And I was like, "Oh my god, I'm so envious of that." Cuz like that first title, guys, I I we enjoyed it as much as we could. Did it ever feel real? Like it, it 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 was it was I should say it did feel real at points, but like it was also the most surreal feeling in the world. I don't get that feeling when when Travis Kelsey, and honestly, I don't even get that feeling for them going to like the Super Bowl or them going to the finals or them going to the the World Series because you don't get to experience that feeling till after. But like, try to and think, Andy, Andy Sonnenstein was a, a Rays reliever from Wadsworth. Was I rooting for the Rays back when he was one of their middle relievers in 2009 with the World Series? Nah, not really. By the way, the
3: other thing that drives me nuts is that I've heard people on this station, even today, say this, that, I, that they were rooting for greatness in this game. You know, it's hard to root against the Chiefs because they're rooting for greatness. i like to see greatness. Those same people are some of the people in the past that have said, we need more parity. In sports, just yeah. in general, they don't like to see the same team winning all the time. You can't have it both ways. Yeah, like you can't say that on one hand you hated to see the the Patriots win all these championships, but then you kind of in, embrace the Chiefs doing it. Like, what what sense does that make?
0: Yeah, bacon of war gaming earlier, and that's a real handle that I'm now mentioning on air. Uh, on uh, by the way, all social media reactions brought to you on X by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Said for now, uh, if the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl, I won't watch. This is turning into the Patriots all over again. But, but you'll watch. I would say the the viewership numbers do tell us that you are lying. Like you're gonna hate watch. Can we just can we all be, just be honest? With, most people last night people were hate watching the Chiefs. That's okay. That's better than saying I'm not gonna watch it. Eh, two hundred million people watch it. I you're one of them. It's okay. There are two ways people are handling Pat Mahomes winning his third Super Bowl last night today on the radio. Because I like to do uh, on a day where like everyone's going to be talking. Uh, uh, spoiler alert: If anyone's talking um, anything other than the Super Bowl today, or something tangentially related to the Super Bowl, they're they're doing the thing you shouldn't do, which is well, you know what? Nobody's talking about. That's the wrong angle. <laughs> yeah, you are trying to you're trying to get as many people to listen and not as few as people to listen. I digress, but I I, I did. What I like to do at huge national events, and I, I listen to the score in Chicago. I listen to uh, 610 uh, in Kansas City, and we're actually going to have uh, a member of that station coming on in the 5 o'clock hour to break it all down. I was listening to my friends in Houston out in the Bay Area, considering they just lost. I was listening here to, to Ken and JP, and I thought they did a fantastic job on it. And there there's one of two things. Either you are proclaiming Pat Mahomes is the GOAT today or you're avoiding the conversation entirely. And I just think it's the craziest thing in the world. Like, I get that the, the goat conversation, especially in football, is like an evergreen topic that people just kick the living crap out of. But, like, this goes back.
1: When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment. Down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.
0: Like when people are like, "Hey, you can't talk about Lamar, and you can't talk about Purdy. Not not right now. They just lost, or or one of them. But their 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 season is even done yet. It's like, okay, hey, I can't I can't tell my wife how I think this play is going if it sucks sixty percent of the way through because uh, well, that's not over yet." Uh, We haven't had the Wilkes Booth moment yet. So the reality is, you can have the conversation. But it is completely disingenuous to suggest Pat Mahomes is the GOAT today. It is. It's ridiculous. And honestly, it's unfair to Tom Brady, and it's unfair to Pat Mahomes. One, Brady beat Mahomes in a Super Bowl. It's really tough to overcome that. Like, we don't have... If we had MJ versus LeBron in a seven-game series in the NBA Finals, a lot of the conversation points would be would be moot to this point because you would have the head-to-head. You have that with Brady and Mahomes. Brady also has uh, four more rings. He has several more Super Bowls than he does rings. He also has playing at a high level for 19 years as a starter in the NFL. So, like this, what inevitably happens is is Mahomes the GOAT now becomes a yes or no question. And the reality is, guys, we're right in the middle of it. And what's unlike Hollywood, this isn't a Marvel movie where you know how it's going to end. I'm pretty certain at some point Mahomes is going to have a legitimate conversation to be called the greatest quarterback in NFL history. It's just not today. But six years in, because here's the opposite, six years in, the first six, six years of his career are as impressive as anybody's ever. And here's why. There are the four Super Bowls in the first six years as a starter. There are the three Super Bowl wins. Then you go to what he's done, and it's not just like, guys, if you look back at most of the runs, like Terry Bradshaw won four Super Bowls. Terry Bradshaw was a really good quarterback for his time. You put him up against any of the quarterbacks today, it pales in comparison. Look how long into their careers it took Joe Montana to win his third run. Look how long it took. Brady's different because I think he wanted his third title in his, by year five, or year five or six, I, it, it's de- depending on whether you think he was a starter or not that first year, or whether you credit him with that first year, that rookie year where he played one game, which I don't. But, like, you look at what Mahomes has done. It's not just that. He's changing the way teams build teams. Like, from the second this guy was Pat Mahomes, the guy, I mean, there's there's a formula. And your only hope is, like, San Francisco did everything other than have a franchise quarterback last night. They still lost. That, that non-franchise quarterback in Brock Purdy, guys, he had as good of a game as he could have. Brock Purdy's always good for one to two what-the-hell-are-you-doing moments in a game. And usually it's an interception, and if it's not an interception... It's it's a it's something that swings the game because he's not as physically talented as Mahomes or Burrow or Josh Allen. And Brock Purdy didn't have that. Brock Purdy in that second half was not put in the best position because they stopped running the ball. And if you look back, he was he looked flawless in the first half because they were having success running the ball. But like Brock Purdy had the mistake free game that you can have. Kansas City had more turnovers. Kansas City, for most of that game, was behind in time of possession. And it didn't matter because of Mahomes. Oh, by the way, uh, Sam, uh, from a build standpoint, San Francisco has as good of a front four as you can have in football. And it didn't matter. The things that neutralized being able to rush four and drop seven into coverage, it, it they they maintained as perfect of outside gap control as you can have. Nick Bosa at one point wasn't even rushing the passer. He was just kind of in that flat space just daring Mahomes to come near him. He didn't even he wasn't even rushing like he didn't even have somebody on him. That's how good of a job. That's how much they were like Mahomes is not getting out of the pocket today. And it didn't matter. Mahomes still won. And so like to me it's not just the overall greatness conversation cuz like you can make a case in terms of who was the more prolific quarterback, Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady? Aaron Rodgers did things that Tom, in in like his sleep that Tom Brady couldn't do, because Aaron Rodgers is one of the most five most talented quarterbacks we've ever seen in the NFL. That's Mahomes. Like Mahomes does things with regularity. Like, that that Hardman throw, guys. McCole Hardman had double coverage. I had two guys covering him in the general vicinity, and the throw was the most perfect throw on like a dime at 50 yards, and Mahomes didn't even look like he tried. That was that was the oh-my-God thing. If anything, I was so pissed last night that on this grandest of stage, uh, Andy Reid practically neutered Pat Mahomes by not giving him more opportunities to throw the ball down the field. Some of that was on the 49ers, by the way, to give credit, but like Andy Reid just kind of gave up trying to go downfield, and even in the intermediate field. Just kind of let keep doing the underneath stuff. I digress. Like teams are building every team in the NFL, and San Francisco might want to try that at some point here. Every team is trying to do okay, we need a franchise quarterback. Guys, that made the Browns, not made the Browns, but that's part of the reason the Browns traded for Deshaun Watson. Well, we got everything we need to beat Pat Mahomes or to beat Josh Allen or to beat Joe Burrow except a franchise quarterback. So we got to upgrade on on because for whatever reason, there's a franchise quarterback available in Deshaun Watson. But just being a spectacular specimen of a quarterback isn't enough. And I think anybody that says Mahomes is the GOAT today, that's recency bias. Brady's got him in a head-to-head. Brady's got him overall on rings. Brady's got him in terms of amount of Super Bowl. He has him in in overall yardage. Like, he has him in almost every conceivable stat. Now, when you start to break it into year by year, it starts to look a little bit more humane, but that's the point. Mahomes has to continue being as insanely amazing, fun, spe- spectacle, like whatever you want to call what he does. He's got to continue that that style of play, which I think he will because he, he doesn't really get hit a lot. Then he's got to play for like 15 years. And then he's got to win like six or seven rings. And next year, next year is when I think the conversation begins in earnest, even though it'll still be Brady. Next year, the goat conversation actually doesn't just become something that like Fox Sports radio brings out in July to, to maybe kill a week. Like next year becomes something if Kansas city wins their third straight, because he'll do something that Tom Brady didn't do that Joe Montana didn't do that. Terry Bradshaw didn't do, that none of the GOATs or previous iteration of GOAT quarterbacks did. But that's next year. This year was tough enough to win with, with a team that did not look to be the best team they've had. But even then, it'll be Tom Brady. So if there's some in between where we can acknowledge what Mahomes has done, what Brady did, enjoy what Brady did while still enjoying what Mahomes is doing, on any given week, and then kind of saying, like, it's not there yet, but it could be soon. That's where we are in the GOAT conversation. Now the conversation is, is Mahomes' career in six, Was it, six years as a starter? Has he already surpassed Joe Montana? Because, guys, that's a ridiculous bar, even as it is. Double-digit conference titles, I'm uh, sorry, uh, double-digit conference title games, four Super Bowl rings, and the man in an era where... After a decade, most dudes need to be fit for a full body cast. The man played for like 13, 14 years in the NFL. That's where if we really want to get into the moment-by-moment GOAT conversation, before you get to Brady, you got to go through Joe Montana.